Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 433 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I could not be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think can be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to be talking about um, teaching high school students, teaching uh, just children about money. Right, uh, and specifically some legislation that's been uh, coming up about teaching personal finance uh, in high schools, which I think is absolutely fantastic. So we're gonna talk about that a little bit. And then ultimately I wanna tell you uh, what I think you should be teaching uh, your high school student if they uh, are not offered any personal finance education or uh, if they have personal finance education, what I believe they should uh, be learning. So stick around for a discussion of all that and more. Uh, in today's episode. Before we get started though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. And that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. Then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Uh, just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, I know if you are anything like me um, and you see this stuff on social media all the time and I could not agree more, right? Uh, if you're like me, you wish that you were taught uh, about personal finance in high school, right? You wish at, at the minimum, right? It, it, by high school, if not far earlier, right? Middle school or late elementary school, teach me about money. Teach me how money really works. Teach me, um, you know, about investing. Teach me about, uh, you know, saving and teach me about debt. Teach me about all these different types of things that we never know about until we get to become adults. And then it's thrown on us all too quickly. I think the the biggest example of all this is the fact that uh, very few people, once they get to um, you know their first year of college or um, you know being 18 years old, whatever, uh, very few people have had to manage their own money to that point or had to do so in any significant way. And then very quickly, what happens? They're offered all of this student loan debt. They're offered all of this uh, debt that they don't have marketed to them as debt, but they have marketed to them as like, you know, this, uh, you know, financial aid, right? They make it sound real nice, right? We're going to help you pay for college, yippee, right? Except for um, we're going to slap a 7% interest rate on it or 6% interest rate on it. Uh, and, you know, you're going to have to repay it uh, and it's going to be no fun, right? They don't tell you about those things. They don't tell you uh, all of the ramifications of taking out student loan debt. And that's just one uh, example. I mean, obviously there's bigger examples like, uh, credit cards and how um, you know credit card companies back in the day used to go to college campuses and set up tables, right, and give you a, a free frisbee or a free T-shirt or a bag of chips to sign up for uh, a credit card, and it worked, right? Uh, and students went into debt because they just didn't know any better because they were not taught. And so a lot of states are beginning to do stuff about this, right? Uh, some states have already mandated uh, some personal finance education, but 
um, an article this past week that really uh, jumped out at me said that Florida just became the largest state to mandate uh, personal finance education in high school, which I think, again, is a fantastic thing. Anytime we can um, create some type of something tangible for students to take from high school, I'm, I'm all here for it, right? Uh, because we all know that there were classes that were mandated on us that um, probably should not have been. And we're not going to name what those classes are, right? I, I know uh, you know, some of you hated math. I'm, I'm, I happen to be a math lover and find a lot of use out of it. Uh, but some of you don't, and that's okay, right? I didn't find a whole lot of use out of, um, you know, history, or, or I didn't find a whole lot of use out of um, science, really sciences. Yeah, I don't use those near as much as I uh, thought I would, given that I was required to take a science every single year, it seemed like. So, um, yeah, these things that are mandated for us just did not seem to be super helpful, and everybody always wants the the, you know, the education to be on like taxes, right? Like, why didn't you teach me how to do taxes? Or uh, why didn't you teach me about investing or whatever? And so it's good to see some states actually standing up and doing this. So Florida, officially the largest state to mandate financial literacy courses in high school. Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis signed a bill into law. Uh, the legislation was unanimous, unanimously passed by both the House and the Senate in early March. Now, uh, what the bill is doing with financial literacy is really providing a foundation for students uh, that's going to be applicable in their lives, regardless of what path they take, said uh, DeSantis during uh, a press event last week. Uh, this will provide a foundation for the students to learn the basics of money management, understanding debt, understanding uh, how to balance a checkbook, which I don't know how much value there is in knowing how to balance a checkbook in 2022, nonetheless, uh, and then understanding the fundamentals of Investing and this new law will apply to students entering ninth grade in 2023-2024. So, um, yeah, I love this. I think this is fantastic, right? I think any education we can give young people uh, about personal finances is going to be fantastic. Now, um, the question is, what would I like to see taught, right? Nobody's asking me. I'm not being put on any committees. Uh, but being somebody who, one, obviously is I'm in my 20s, I uh, am living life, you know, managing uh, money, investing. Uh, I've dealt with debt before, uh, understanding what debt looks like. I'm, you know, finishing a PhD in finance. I, I, I understand this whole finance thing, right? And I'm very immersed in it, uh, both when it comes to my personal life and uh, when it comes to my work as well. So, um, nobody's putting me on any committees, but if you need me on one, let me know, right? Uh, but this is what I would ultimately suggest and some things that I would like uh, to see taught to young people. And if this is not taught uh, in your state, to your child, to you, uh, then by all means, take heed to some of these things and learn more about them because these are going to be the things uh, that ultimately get you to where you want to go uh, long-term financially. So I think the first and most fundamental thing uh, that we can teach about personal finance is kind of twofold, right? Um, and again, I don't know if they could teach this in public schools, but this is what I believe and this is how uh, I would like to see things taught. So I think first and foremost, um, there's three ways that you can use money, ultimately. You can give it, you can save it, and you can spend it, right? That's all you can do, right? You can either Keep the money for yourself by saving it, right? Or investing it. Investing falls into that uh, tub as well. You can uh, spend your money on things that you want or things that you need, 
right? Or you can give your money away. You can give your money to certain causes. You can be charitable, right? Uh, so I think that's first and foremost. We, we uh, have these different uses of money. But what goes right beside that, I think, in um, the, the beginning, the foundation of personal finance is the fact that our money is not ultimately our own. And this um, comes from more of a, a Christian perspective, right? This comes from the fact that um, you know, I am a Bible-believing Christian. I'm uh, somebody who believes that everything that I'm given uh, is given to me by God. I believe that everything is God's. My money is God's money, right? Uh, and God doesn't need my money, right? Doesn't need me to give him money. But um, my calling on earth is not just to be of my own. It's not just to be uh, myself. It's to be open-handed in the same way uh, that God has been open-handed with me, to be uh, giving, to be charitable, uh, to be generous. So I think those are the two things, right? The uses of money and then the fact that uh, your money is not your own. And if you can have that as a foundational background of how you understand money, uh, then you will be far better off later on. Because uh, if you know that you can only use money in three ways, then you can allocate your money among those three ways generally, right? And then further, um, you know, flesh those out into uh, a budget that is going to be useful for you. So that's kind of the next thing that I wanted to uh, talk about that we have to teach, um, you know, people in high school, teach young people, teach them how to budget, right? Uh, we have to teach people how to budget. We have to teach them the use of a budget, why a budget is valuable and how uh, a budget is not just setting limits on yourself. It's providing you the freedom to spend your money how you have set aside money to be spent, right? Uh, because ultimately, people think of a budget and they think of, okay, I'm limiting how much money uh, I can spend on X, Y, and Z. And that, in my opinion, uh, is a very scarcity mindset when it comes to um, you know how you can use your money, okay? But Instead, think of it via the, you know, they would call it the abundance mindset. And this abundance mindset is, okay, my budget tells me how much I can spend on whatever it may be or how much money I can put uh, in this particular area of my life. And so very generally, I think that every high school student, um, everybody who, you know, is, you know, leaving home at age 18 needs to know just point blank. You need to know how much money is coming in and you need to know what you're spending money on and how much money you are spending, right? You need to be able to track those expenses. Um, and that's just the beginning. That's just the, the general beginning of understanding your own money and, to, and of understanding your own financial life. Because if you don't know where your money's coming from, then you won't know where it went, right? Uh, if you don't know how much money you make, uh, then it's going to be hard to decide how much money to spend in certain places. Or if you don't decide how much money to spend in certain places, it's going to be very, very, very easy uh, to overspend, very easy to go to the grocery store and spend way more money than you should ever spend at the grocery store. It's going to be very easy um, to just, you know, go out to eat way more than you ever should. Food is one of the biggest things, right? Food is one of the biggest things that we spend way more money on than we ever expected uh, to spend money on. It, it's very easy to go shopping uh, many times and spend way more money on clothes than you ever thought uh, that you ultimately would. So I think it is vital 
that we teach young people how to budget, uh, how to um, view their money, right? Um, and once they know how to do that, uh, then obviously we have to teach them what's important about allocating your money, right? Well, I talked about the three uses. Um, obviously, the giving portion, how much could you uh, teach about that, right? Uh, you could teach a ton, but I'm not going to focus too much on it uh, today. The saving portion, I think, is very, very vital because uh, not only uh, is saving money a an idea that uh, is not widely adopted, right? Everybody wants to talk about saving money, but nobody really does it or nobody really uh, invests. So there's so much that you could dig into as to um, you know why it's important that you have money saved, whether it be for an emergency or for uh, any type of big expense that's coming up, right? Uh, you have to have money saved for those types of things. So teaching them how to set money aside, at what point you should be setting money uh, aside, I think that is a very valuable teaching. And then ultimately, as a part of that saving idea, um, how do you invest your money? right? How do you grow your money for the future? Because I'll tell you this, I don't think, um, I mean, if you just did a poll of, uh, you know, 15 year olds, 16 year olds, um, and asked them, you know, like, what's a stock? What's a bond? What are, what's real estate, right? What, how do you make money in real estate? Where do returns come from in stocks, right? Uh, what is a portfolio, right? Uh, what's an IRA? What's a 401k? Like things that aren't like super hard when it comes to investing in money management. I think that the answers would be uh, all over the board. I don't think there'd be too many just right on correct answers because these are not things that you're taught. And not only are they things that you're not taught. I mean, I, yes, we're putting a big uh, responsibility on schools to say, hey, you know, hey, schools, go teach this to these students. Uh, but at the same time, I think that there's just been a big miss. And this big miss has been like, parents don't talk about it, right? Parents don't talk about their 401k with their kids. Parents don't talk about saving money with their kids. Parents don't talk about budgeting uh, or, you know, whatever with their, they don't talk about these things with their kids. And then they're shocked when their kids aren't financially well off. And they're shocked when their kids uh, have great jobs, but then, you know, ultimately are broke or in debt or file for bankruptcy or whatever later on in life because, like, hey, they don't know how to make good financial choices. They don't know how to manage their own money because they were not even taught at home. So even though we're putting a big responsibility on schools to teach this type of stuff, um, this should also be done in the home. And I think that that really, really helps to to make it clear. Because think about everything that you've really learned about, like, you know, your character and um, you know who you are and uh, you know what your place is in uh, the world or what you're good at or what. Um, your opinions are a lot comes from the way that you were raised a lot comes from what happened within the home right there's so many people who don't want to be anything like their parents but then grow up and ultimately become a lot like their parents because that is what you saw that is what you heard that is what um, you know you grew up around and I think the same thing goes for managing money right uh, if your parents put a big um, premium on teaching you how to manage your money showing you things being very um, you know, generous themselves or being um, good investors themselves or being good savers themselves. I think that trickles down uh, to the kids that actually paid attention and watched their parents uh, do these types of things. So uh, parents, I, I put that on you as well. But, um, you know, schools, by all means, I think they should be teaching uh, how to invest your money properly and how to 
uh, grow your money because that is going to be one of the most important things that can be done uh, for students over a long period of time. Now, one of the biggest things that I would teach in a personal finance class to high school students uh, is to stay away from debt, right? Uh, that would be probably the biggest thing that I taught and the thing that I spent the most time on and the thing that I just tried to hammer home every single day is stay away from debt. Because the, like I said at the, you know, outset of the show, like uh, the students that are going into student loan debt, as soon as they get into college, as soon as they're turning 18 or they're taking out credit cards and then maxing out these credit cards and all these types, of, they are starting their financial life behind, right? Like, it's one thing like people going into debt, you know, a little later on, I'm not saying you should, I'm just saying like, that would be one thing, but to start off your financial life in the negative, because that's ultimately what you're doing. If you are taking out uh, debt to go to school or you're using a credit card and racking up credit card debt uh, at the beginning of your financial life, when you have no income, you're going to school full time, or very little income and you're going to school uh, full-time and you have no other assets, you are literally beginning your financial life with a negative net worth, right? You're beginning your financial life uh, with negative money, right? Um, and that's not worth it, right? Digging out of that hole is costly. Uh, digging out of that hole is going to take you a long time uh, in most cases, right? Uh, and digging out of that hole is just not worth uh, the education that you may take on. So that would kind of lead me into the idea of uh, paying cash for school, right? Regardless of what school you choose. Teaching uh, high school students that you don't have to go to a four-year college. Even though all your friends do, you don't have to. You can go to community college and do it, in many cases, free, right? Uh, you go to community college free or very, very low cost. Maybe stay at home, go to one close to home, right? Um, you can you know, work your way through college, right? You can have uh, a full-time job as you work through school. You can do all different types of things. You can apply for every single scholarship under uh, the moon. That'd be something I spend a lot of time with students on, right? If you want students to, to stay out of uh, student loan debt, then one of the biggest things that you have to do is point them in the direction of how do I pay for school uh, without going into uh, student loan debt. So I think uh, spending a lot of time on that uh, would be extremely, extremely valuable uh, for students and then ultimately, what do I think I would teach high school students? I think I would teach them um, a plan, right? A plan for your financial life. And I think uh, it would be very, very much like the financial action plan. And, um, you know, if you guys don't know what that is, I'll go over with you um, very, very shortly, very briefly here. But um, I think that if you're going to teach personal finance to students, if you're going to teach young people uh, about finance, giving them actionable steps is valuable, right? Giving uh, even adults actionable steps is valuable because then they can take those steps and apply them to their own lives uh, and not just be spinning their wheels constantly thinking about different theories and different thoughts and different uh, potentials for uh, their money. Ultimately, teach them these things uh, that way that they can go about doing them properly in their financial life. So I think for a high school student, most high school students are not going to have uh, debt yet, right? So I don't need, so I don't think we need to put a big emphasis on, uh, you know, pay off your debt. Ultimately, it's stay out of debt as an overarching uh, rule, right? But I think that high school students uh, should be budgeting or learning how to budget, right? Uh, any type of income that they have, any money that they make, any job that they may have, 
budget your money, right? So budgeting is going to say the same. It's going to be the first part. I think when it comes to, again, we're not going to have a paying off debt part. We're also not going to have uh, a, a take the match 401k part. Uh, so ultimately the uh, third and fourth part of the financial action plan kind of go away. But if you know what the second and the fifth part are, uh, those both have to do with building up an emergency fund. So I think for uh, a high school student, right, uh, that having an emergency fund may look like uh, some round number of money, right? Should look like something uh, that is something that you can set aside and have there uh, in case you need it. Uh, but it's not going to need to be like a certain number of months of household expenses, like I've said in the past, because uh, ultimately that is just a lot of money to set aside. One, that high school students probably don't have the income to set aside. Two, um, presumably they live in homes where their parents are taking care of them, so they don't have to come up with all those household expenses and they don't have emergencies that could blow up their lives quite as much uh, as their parents may, right? So, Ultimately, I think for a high school student, if they can find some round number, let's say between $500 and $1,000 to save and set aside, um, I think that is valuable. And have that as their like starter emergency fund, right? Or whatever. Um, I think past that, it also gets to a point where, okay, as a high school student, you're probably not going to be able to do this next thing either. And that is uh, investing 15% of your income for uh, retirement is why I teach people doing the sixth part of the financial action plan, uh, at least 15% of your income for your future. Now, I think that they should be putting money away, but not in investments and not uh, for retirement or whatever else. I think that they should be putting as much money away if they have a job, right? Uh, or any extra money they get, as much money as they can away for college, right? Or if they're not 16 yet and they want a car when they're 16 and they know that they're going to have to buy the car, then save up money for that car, right? Ultimately, what I want to do in that next part is just say like, hey, let's have a plan. Let's have something that we are shooting towards and let's start saving up money uh, to purchase that thing or saving up money to spend on that thing. Because ultimately, what do we save up money, invest money for our future for? We save up money to send our kids to college, right? So maybe some of these kids will have that. Most won't though, okay? So we save up money to spend on our kids' college. We also save up money, invest money for our retirement, to spend in retirement. So ultimately, any money that you're saving up, you're saving to spend sometime in the future, right? Or you're investing to spend some time in the future. And that's the same thing I want these kids to do here. And the reason I say that they shouldn't invest it is because ultimately, if you don't have at least three to five years uh, to put money in the market, then you shouldn't. So maybe if you're a freshman in high school and you've got a little job, you got then maybe you can put a little money away, whatever, in the index fund or something like that. But I mean, junior, senior, you're way too close uh, to college uh, in order to put money at risk in that way. Because in any given year, the stock market could do something absolutely crazy and it's not worth uh, that one-year risk. Longer term, we're perfectly fine, but uh, in those short-term time time horizons, let's just save the money up to pay for those things in cash, right? Um, so I think that's a big thing there. Obviously, the seventh part of the financial action plan is not going to be there either uh, because we're talking about uh, saving up um, because we're talking about putting extra money on your mortgage, putting extra money on the house. Well, the high school student's not going to have uh, a house. But I do think that uh, the ninth part, 
really, really uh, is valuable and should be done throughout. Uh, and that should be giving generously, right? I think if you can start flexing the muscle of generosity early on in your financial life, uh, then you will be able to benefit from it over a long period of time, uh, both emotionally and financially, right? And both spiritually and uh, financially. So I think that that's a good thing to, to just go ahead, start doing, have that as a part of your normal rhythms, right? So this is gonna look a little different than the general financial action plan, but I think teaching them the financial action plan, right? What I would have adults do about their own money is also valuable, right? That way they can have some framework for, okay, uh, if I did get into debt later on, what do I need to do? Um, okay, I have a job that offers a, offers a 401k, what do I need to do? Okay, I have income that I need to be saving and investing for retirement, what do I need to do? I have a mortgage, how should I pay that off, right? And the financial action plan answers all of those different questions. So teaching them a plan for their long-term future uh, can be extremely valuable, right? Ultimately, uh, what I'm getting at here is that uh, we need to teach high school students, we need to teach just school age children in general, uh, we need to teach them foundational things. And we need to teach them things that are going to allow them to get a step up uh, in their financial lives. Now, there's some things I omitted there um, that I think um, shouldn't be taught on as much people as much as people think they should, right? Uh, I think a lot of personal finance classes put a lot of um, weight on credit scores. And I think it shouldn't be as big a weight as they put on it, right? Because uh, that's assuming the use of debt is happening consistently, which is not what I would like to teach uh, students, right? It's not what I would like to teach uh, high school kids. I don't wanna teach them that the use of debt should be uh, consistent and ongoing throughout your financial life. Um, I also don't uh, wanna talk to them about uh, you know the financing of things. I want you to understand the time value of money, the cost, of you know interest and being able to um, you know not pay interest but earn interest over a long period of time and how that's valuable right I want you to learn about compound interest but I don't want it to get real bogged down in the fact that like uh, oh we want to make sure we get the lowest interest rate and zero percent financing and all this type of stuff because again what I would like to teach high school students is to stay away from debt uh, at every turn right so um, just things that you know I think are interesting things that I think. Uh, should be taught to high school students. And if again, if your child does not have uh, this type of mandate, this type of uh, personal finance education happening within their school, by all means, you should be taking uh, this on within your household. And regardless of if they do or not, uh, you should be having these conversations with especially your older children, your high school age children, uh, preparing them for the real world, preparing them uh, to become um, you know, self-sufficient adults financially uh, and otherwise, because there's nothing worse uh, than sending your kid out into the world ignorant to what the world is really like. And so many parents do it, and then their kids end up making the wrong decisions, especially financially, um, and you know, then you wonder whose fault it is. Well, the parent has to, at some point, uh, take some responsibility and say that this is a part of raising my child. This is a part of uh, teaching my child what they should be doing. As much as somebody may help their child with uh, math homework, you also need to help your child to understand how to manage their money. As much as you may uh, you know, help your kid get good at football or baseball or whatever, you also need to be spending time talking about personal finances, talking about money, uh, and talking about the role that money plays in our lives. So those are my thoughts. Those are what I think uh, should be taught Nobody's going to listen to me. That's perfectly fine. But 
hopefully you parents um, should be listening. And if you're a high school student, then those are things you need to be looking into and that you need to be trying to uh, learn if you are not being mandated to take some type of personal finance uh, education in your um, high school curriculum. So uh, hopefully this is helpful to you guys. Hopefully this is uh, something that um, brings up a lot more conversation later on with you know different states deciding to um, you know, make this a mandate in their curriculums. And, uh, you know, ultimately, what do I want? I want people to be financially literate. I want people to be financially free. And the only way that's going to happen is if we learn. And ultimately, I don't want people to have to learn forever from YouTube videos and podcasts. I would love uh, for people to actually learn in the places they try to learn everything else, which is uh, within schools themselves. So thanks for watching this video. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. And that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. Then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions. And you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately uh, pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day -day basis. So tune in tomorrow as I continue talking about personal finance topics that I think can be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. So thanks for tuning into this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.